a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Uh, I mentioned earlier after we heard from the Centerville mayor, Mayor Wilkinson, that uh, after the mayor there declared a state of emergency for that municipality, my prediction was that we would see many other uh, declarations made. And, uh, well, because I am, uh, what do you, I can predict the future? Yeah, uh, I'm right. And uh, we are seeing now more and more municipalities uh, declaring uh, emergencies. In fact, right now, uh, as you and I are speaking, uh, Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall is uh, addressing reporters via a Zoom call, uh, announcing that, uh, in fact, the city of Salt Lake uh, will now be under a state of emergency. Uh, Here's a bit of that announcement from Mendenhall. I wanted to give you an update. It's 2.30 p.m. Uh, We're expecting... More winds tonight with gusts up to 70 miles per hour, uh, possibility of light rain and temperatures in the mid 40s. We've issued, I've now signed and issued an emergency declaration for the storm, and that enables our city staff to direct our resources as needed, take donations, work with volunteers, create an overnight shelter at the Sorensen Multicultural Center. We'll be accepting donations and volunteer support. And it will also enable us to work with volunteers on cleanup of debris and fallen trees when the storm is over. With the new emergency declaration, I'm also ordering the closure of many of our parks that uh, need urgent tree removal and frankly are not safe places for people to be given the fact that the storm isn't over. Um, Those trees will, or those parks will be closed through tomorrow at a minimum. And they include the following Fairmont Park, Jordan Park, Liberty, Sunnyside, Pioneer Park, Riverside, Rosewood, Cottonwood, Warm Springs, Lindsay Gardens, Washington Square Park, City Creek Canyon, and the Salt Lake City Cemetery. With the storm expected to continue through the night, we are opening an emergency shelter space to help people who are experiencing homelessness in Salt Lake City be safe overnight. The Sorensen Unity Center will be opening in about 30 minutes at 3 p.m. And we plan to keep it open overnight until 7 a.m. tomorrow as an emergency shelter. This space, like so many in the city right now, does not have power currently, but it can accommodate about 40 people for, uh, for sleeping. And there will be cots or mats for overnight. There will be dinner and breakfast provided for people. Thank you to our nonprofit partners with Nourish to Flourish for providing that. You heard reference there at the end, Nourish to Flourish. That's a program we've become familiar with here on this radio program. It operates uh, very similarly to the way uh, Farmers Feeding Utahns operates there. Uh, as this COVID crisis has uh, carried out, we have uh, come to know very well that uh, it's a difficult time for restaurateurs. It is also a difficult time for people like you and me keeping Uh, food on the shelves and in the bellies of ourselves and our children. And so uh, that program she referenced there at the end, what it does is uh, it it collects uh, both uh, public and donated private money, 
and it finds uh, restaurants uh, who would be willing to, at a discount, uh, prepare food to then uh, deliver those meals to to the needy. And so uh, it is that there are a handful of restaurants throughout the, the region here that are, are receiving some money to help them keep the lights on and help keep the employees there able to show up for uh, work each day. And what they're doing is then preparing meals. Uh, the, the assurance I've gotten from all the restaurateurs that they maintain that high quality. So regardless of uh, who's on the receiving end, you're getting the the, the quality that typically uh, originates in restaurants. So uh, that's very good. I'm happy to hear that uh, the, the the news there delivered is that uh, City Park's closed. Uh, I predicted that would happen myself earlier today. And if you if you follow me on Twitter, at Lelons, L-E-E-L-O-N-S, you can see uh, a video there, which my wife shared with me. She was out uh, for a drive with our little baby. Turns out that's the only way we can get her to take a nap sometimes middays. So it was about nap time. Uh, and they drove past uh, Liberty Park in Salt Lake City. And my wife uh, held her phone up as she drove past, uh, snapped a video, and uh, shows just tens, if not dozens, of uh, trees toppled over. You know, the big, giant trees that, uh, that make up, uh, you know, some of that green space there at Liberty Park. Uh, yeah, they're over on their side now. And you can picture, I, I know you've seen this image of the like the root cluster there, uh, there at the base of the tree. It just snaps away from that system uh, that uh, provides nutrients there to the trees and uh, is up on its side now. And I, my, my question earlier uh, was, are, are those trees salvageable? Can we just like set them back up and will the, uh, you know, will the roots uh, like find each other and reconnect? Uh, are they, you know, have they evolved uh, to have that capability? And uh, unfortunately, uh, we spoke with uh, a forester from Utah State University, a Dr. Coons, who let us know that no, uh, in, in fact, if a tree topples over like that, the, the, the trauma of the event, the detaching of that many roots, and then ultimately the toppling, uh, it's just too much. And uh, that is the end of that tree's life. And so it is that uh, here in Utah today, uh, we are probably uh, seeing some uh, some very historic trees that have stood uh, and provided shade for generations and generations of Utahns uh, toppled over in mass. It's a, it's a sad thing. Uh, I also asked um, if there were ways to uh, you know extract a little bit of value out of that, out of those trees, and uh, you know insurers handle uh, tree value differently. But uh, but what I would be, I'm a nostalgic guy, right? <laughs> I've told you many stories about uh, my nostalgia hangups. Uh, well, I wonder if uh, it might be possible. And now this is, of course, after safety uh, precautions are taken. This is after you get the all clear from the power company that uh, whatever wires might be in your yard are safe or they're removed. Uh, I wonder, I wonder if you, let's say you have a tree in your yard uh, and it's toppled over and we now know that uh, there's no standing it back up. I wonder if there is any, uh, you know, affordable ability uh, to have that wood then processed and maybe make some furniture for your home. Uh, I, I wonder if that exists. Uh, I have some uh, family of my own. I'm going to be touching base with everyone uh, around town, see if they have any trees that went over in their yard and uh, maybe explore uh, those options myself. Uh, we're going to take a break in a, in a moment, but we had so much success hearing from those of you uh, who have sustained either damage to your homes or to your cars or had your days interrupted uh, that I want to open the phone lines uh, again. And so we'll wrap up the show, uh, you and I uh, chatting back and forth. So let me give you the number. It's 801-575-8255. Again, 801-575-8255 is 
the number. You're also free to send text messages, uh, 57500. That's the Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line. Uh, But I'd very much like to hear from you directly. 801-575-8255. Tell me what you have experienced today. Has a tree fallen on your home? Has a tree fallen on your car? Do you have one in the yard? Uh, And how are you doing? How are you going to stay warm tonight? Call in. Let me know. Uh, Let's share this experience next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, wrapping up today's uh, program, I want to open the phone lines to you. I want to hear uh, your experience throughout the morning and this afternoon, uh, how you're getting ready to, to go back to battle uh, against the winds that are predicted to return here this evening. The number is 801 575 8255. 801 Five seven five eight two five five. Also, the text line is uh, wide open if you'd prefer. Five seven five zero zero is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. There are uh, kind of two uh, two two challenges right now that we uh, are facing, and there is a, the, the 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 obvious is of course the wind. These are hurricane level winds. We spoke with Grant Wayman, meteorologist with KSL Television, earlier today, and he let us know that, yeah, uh, it is appropriate to make comparisons between what we are experiencing here in Salt Lake City, Utah, <laughs> and uh, what they experience in hurricane areas, all right? The wind is that strong and sustained. Uh, and, well, as you and I uh, combat not only that, we are also, we are also experiencing uh, some low temperatures, some very low temperatures. Yeah, even here in the studio, I'm a little bit chilly. Yeah, it's a little bit chilly. I don't know if I'm ready to say winter has arrived, but uh, uh, the temperature has certainly dropped. And I uh, earlier today when uh, that was first shared with me that, oh, my gosh, the, the, there's snow falling, I thought, nah, not, not yet. Not, not yet. It's too early for that. Well, no. And then almost immediately uh, the videos start rolling in uh, from homeowners uh, across the region. Also uh, up at the ski resorts. Yeah, I saw some footage from Alta. It's a blizzard up there. Okay, so what does that mean? What do we take the wind, which has knocked out power, and we take the cold, uh, which is going to be with us through the night. Uh, power could be out for some time. The cold also can be with us for some time. We're going to need to combat that cold, and we need to do so smartly, okay? Uh, carbon monoxide uh, risk. Carbon monoxide. Do not let yourself fall victim to that tonight, all right? Uh, so however it is you intend to heat your home or keep yourself warm, maybe it's just be a bundle up with a few extra sweaters, uh, but be sure, be sure that whatever you do, that whatever you do is not putting yourself or your family at risk for carbon monoxide poisoning. I don't want to wake up tomorrow uh, and be reporting stories like that, okay? And we are in uh, kind of a perfect storm for that scenario to arise. It's been a while uh, since we have had to deal with low temperatures. We're not quite acclimated to it, and we might, uh, for that reason, Uh, take some uh, added risks that we really shouldn't, okay? Carbon monoxide is our enemy, quite literally. Uh, Let's not share any stories about carbon monoxide deaths uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Also, something on this front, uh, you just heard from Mayor Mendenhall, who uh, let us know that in the city of Salt Lake, an emergency has been declared. Uh, A quick heads up, in about 10 minutes from now, it's expected that uh, Mayor Mendenhall uh, will appear again, but this time alongside Salt Lake County Mayor uh, Jenny Wilson. Salt Lake County Emergency Management representatives will be on hand as well. Also, Rocky Mountain Power. So we'll get an electricity update, we'll get a county update, and we'll get an emergency management update. And uh, all those details will be available to you during Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news. To wrap the program up, as promised, I want to hear from you. 
Uh, we're going to start this uh, with Nancy from Brigham City. Uh, has some observations. Nancy, what, what are you experiencing today? Hi, Lee. I wanted to just tell you what happened this morning. We live on a corner, and the school kids uh, walk along our east fence and along our front yard north. And so it's my job to keep that area clean, that sidewalk free of stuff. And I have a lot of gardening along there. So when I got up this morning, my whole bed of sunflowers that are about 10 feet tall had been torn up by the struts and just piled and helter-skelter across the sidewalk. So that was the first job was to get that moved. Is, is there any is there any salvaging those sunflowers? Can, can you stand them back up at all, or are they gone? No, they're gone. Mm. I like to leave them late in the year for the birds, but... Yeah. I guess we're through this year. Well, how about this? Can you can you take the flour? Can you pull the seeds out of there? You spread them out on a cookie sheet, and can you can you roast them and eat them yourself? I could try it. Give that a shot. But I wanted to add this to the scenario this morning. Um, yesterday, Memorial or Labor Day, is our garbage day, and we had no pickup. Oh no! And so oh no! The neighborhood is full of overflowing cans which, of course, blew over, and the Ugh. contents was liberally spread all over. I thought it was especially along my uh, fence. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it also rained. And oh. so I was pulling wet trash out of my whole side of my house. Anyway, it oh. seemed ironic. And I know it's very silly compared to those who have, had their houses damaged or cars or things, but I thought it was a memory I will keep for a while. <laughs> well, in, in my mind, uh, Brigham City remains a beautiful, pristine place. I'm not going to let that image be clouded by by soaking wet, strewn garbage. Okay, it'll get picked up. We'll figure it all out. And uh, and what you bring up is an interesting thing. I wonder how many communities uh, had uh, their garbage ready for pickup, but due to Labor Day. Uh, it wasn't able to be picked up, and now it's uh, strewn here and there. Uh, crazy stuff. Nancy, thanks for calling in and for listening. Uh, Robert in Salt Lake City has some FEMA uh, concerns. Robert, what's on your mind? Yeah, well, also, my power, in addition to my power, my Internet is out. But, my yeah, that's my main question. Will this is big enough to qualify as a federal Great question. We earlier today in the program, uh, just before one o'clock, we had Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox on the program. And I asked him if what we are experiencing right now in Utah qualifies uh, in in the governor's eyes to declare a state of emergency. And he talked about how uh, they were going to see how things play out throughout the day. Uh, He expected there to be a a number of municipalities to declare their own uh, states of emergency. That has become true in Centerville. Uh, and just at about 2.30, less than half hour ago, that became true in Salt Lake City. There is uh, a meeting in about 10 minutes scheduled to take place in the county building uh, where Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson will uh, address media. Not sure what her announcement is there, uh, but to get to your question, all of these declarations of emergencies, uh, they do lend themselves to the freeing up of federal funds. Uh, FEMA monies also uh, aid to be uh, rendered by the National Guard. The, the, the pieces are falling into place uh, for, for FEMA money and federal aid to come uh, to the rescue here in Utah, should, should we need it. Uh, and your, your Internet's still out? H- how are you streaming Netflix today? 
Netflix. I don't have that. <laughs> I just want my regular internet back. Yeah. Uh, well, patience, man. That's the name of the game for, for most of us the next few days. Rocky Mountain Power says uh, they're hopefully going to get things uh, running in the next 24 hours. I think that's very that's a very optimistic uh, measure. Other accounts have it uh, at a few days out. So maybe uh, maybe we're picking up a book tonight to read by candlelight. Uh, that might be a little throwback nostalgia experience. Uh, Robert, thank you for the call. Uh, stay warm. Sorry the internet's out. Uh, maybe uh, we can work on a hobby or something, pick up a book. Uh, that's it for uh, the program today. Uh, what a wild day, right? Uh, wind. Uh, who knew? Who went to bed last night thinking that we were going to wake up today uh, with garbage and trees uh, and just everything strewn here and there? Fencing? Yeah, how about all those uh, those fences uh, light fences, easy to catch the wind, and they're just blown here and there. I have seen the contents of entire entire backyard sheds uh, strewn here and there. One last thing I observed here today, uh, and if you make your way over to my Facebook page, you can see this for yourself. There is uh, there's a family here in Utah, and they have one of those trampolines. And those trampolines love getting picked up by the wind. Every newscast, when there's a windstorm, uh, you get to see at least one flying trampoline. Well, this family, in addition to owning a trampoline, also owns uh, like a little backhoe of sorts. That thing's not getting picked up by the wind, so they back that thing up right next to the trampoline, uh, put the bucket down right in the middle of the of the jumpy part, whatever you call that middle part of the trampoline, and uh, are holding it in place. Hopefully that's sufficient to uh, weather this storm. That's it for me. Time to sign off. Next up is Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news update from the county, plus much more ahead here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, We'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.